Welcome to the Keep It Moving Podcast. From an aimless kid to a Navy veteran traveling the world, join Andy and his guests in discussing the before, the during, and the after of military life and more. Here's your host, Andy Lane. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Keep It Moving Podcast. All right, today... Uh, our special guest is Miss Brianne Bradford. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm special. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> every everybody's a special guest on this show. I mean, oh. sorry to kind of break it down for you like that. So yes, I like that. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so Miss Brianne here has been a military spouse for what? How many years now? Um, it's twelve years. 12 years that's crazy um so yeah. uh we met in what 2005 2006 okay so i was trying to figure out when we met and i have no clue <laughs> yeah. i don't even remember where we met uh, i'm pretty sure it was sandbar okay so that would be 2007 Nine? no i left in 2009 did you i did oh so then yeah 2007. So you are a California local also. Born right? and raised. Born and raised. Northern California. Yeah. You say that was such, I don't know, <laughs> not like happiness, but like not really disdain. You were just like, yeah. I I am a California girl for sure. After leaving California and coming back, I'm California. Yeah. Why you say that? Because... So, like, we were stationed um, in North Carolina, and to get to the mountains, it was, like, a whole day. And to get to the mountains in California, it's two hours. And then to get to the ocean, it's a whole day. Or to get to the ocean in California, it's two hours. You were in where in North Carolina? Jacksonville, North Carolina, Camp Lejeune. Fun stuff. Yeah, we got to go there twice. Wait, where, where, okay, so where have you gone as a family, though? Like aside from North Carolina, um, San Diego, Camp Pendleton. Uh, before I was a military spouse and I was just one of those girlfriends, he was in Okinawa, Japan, and so I got to go out there to visit him. Ooh, what was that like? Um, I love Okinawa. It was beautiful. That's it's so incredibly clean. There's like no trash on the ground anywhere. Isn't it like a? And people would. Oh, go ahead. No, go for it. Keep going. Oh, like it was weird because people smoke all over Japan. It's you could smoke in restaurants and stuff, but they would carry little tins in their pocket that once they were done smoking, they would put their cigarette out and put it in their tin instead of like flick it on the ground or throw it in a trash can, ashtray thing. That okay, so definitely, I yeah, I can 100% see that. So when I went to Japan, everybody there was very like uh, respectful, but like in their own kind of way like yeah they wouldn't go out of their way to just be disrespectful to like people they didn't know so i apparently i had a different uh experience than most spouse girlfriends that go there because i had an amazing experience people were super kind to us everywhere we went i think also i knew that i was in somebody else's country and so i was respectful when I was in the airport leaving, I met a girl and she thought people were so rude and it was awful and she hated it there. And I was like, mm, was it them or was it you? <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's but I love yeah, I love Japan. Japan's awesome. Um so he was so you went out and visited him while he was in Okinawa. Um what was the base like out there? I don't know. I didn't stay on base. We stayed in hotels when I was out there. Makes sense. We went on base <laughs> once to watch I think a basketball game. It was weird because in the on base there's all the American restaurants like Subway and Taco Bell and Popeyes and all that stuff. Right. So that was awkward. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm back in America. So pretty much and anywhere. Then, pretty much any camp, fort, naval station. It doesn't matter where you go. There's always going to be. It's America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because I think in Afghanistan, they had stuff like that on Leatherneck, too. That would make sense. Yeah, like a Pizza Hut or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, we had... um. I kind of just depended on where we pulled in, but we would have Taco Bell, shawarmas. We would have like Burger King, whatever. Like you name it, there was some variation of it, like readily yeah. available. All right, so Okinawa. <clears throat> where else? Um, so he was stationed in Okinawa, and then got stationed at Camp Lejeune, and then Camp Pendleton, and then back to Lejeune. Makes so much sense. Yeah, that sounds very similar to uh to my career so far. Right. <laughs> like, let's just send you coast to coast for fun. Yeah. <laughs> and fine. the furthest coast. Not even like, hey, we're going to send you somewhere in the middle. No, we're going to send you all the way over. Well, the Marine Corps doesn't have very many, like, options. It's California or North Carolina, I feel like, most of the time. Or Okinawa. No, because you can go or to Hawaii. Virginia. Um, oh, yeah. Clock. Yeah, but still, it's coast to coast. There's nothing in the middle. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. I South Carolina, too. Yeah, because you have Quantico in uh, Northern Virginia. Yeah. Which is nice. It's a uh, traffic really shitty driving through there all the time, though. Yeah, I didn't ever go. I drove through Virginia, but we never, we were never in Quantico I, or anywhere. I love Virginia. I think. I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think if, if I were to pick a spot that I would be content with living for a, like a long, longer period of time, I guess you'd say. Um, uh, it would probably be Virginia. That's so weird, isn't it? It's so weird. What? I would go back to North Carolina, I think. But then every time I say that, somebody reminds me of reasons that I didn't like being there, so I don't go was, back. Was it because of where you were in North Carolina, though? Um, uh, probably. Well, so. The first time he got stationed in North Carolina, we were still dating. Um, and I told him, listen, I'm either moving to North Carolina or we're not doing this long distance thing anymore. And so I moved to North Carolina, but I was like, I am not moving in with you. Well, I'm not living near you. So I ended <laughs> up living in Raleigh. And Raleigh was really fun because it was just civilian life. Cool day. Yeah. <laughs> There's um, there's like a, a thing about like all military bases, like immediately outside of the gate is like the worst possible place to live. Yeah. And then in when we were in Raleigh, we didn't or when I was in Raleigh, I didn't have to deal with hurricanes so much. But in Jacksonville, we got hit with a couple hurricanes and that's just a pain. So coming from California, was that weird? Was that like? Yeah. And when I was in I because California of earthquakes and fires but True. that's it yeah. and i'm used to those by now but in north carolina we had two hurricanes and a tornado 
and I was out of my element. <laughs> you just go low, like wherever you can, just go low. <laughs> well, and then of course the deployment curse is a real thing. The, the tornado hit when he was in um, Italy on deployment, and I was by myself with a basically a newborn and a four-year-old Jesus. hiding in a bathroom with no electricity. <laughs> so <laughs> I can, I can, I can, I'm not trying to like <laughs> picture like you in this like awkward situation where you're like freaking out, but like, I know you. <laughs> so like that, the level of like hysteria of like, Oh, Oh my God. <laughs> I, you would actually be surprised. I was really good. I was, so I never had Facebook until I became a military spouse. And that's really how people communicate. Yeah. And so I was on (laughs) Facebook, like looking at updates for the tornado. When is it going to pass? My neighborhood updates. And then I heard like a bang and I'm like, oh no, something's shattered. But it was just a trampoline (laughs) in our yard, in somebody else's yard. That's not bad. (laughs) Which is normal. Um... So you have two kids. Yes. Two young kids. Yeah. Well, they're, yes, they have a two and a six-year-old now. All right. So you're like at a good point where they're like not too far apart where they can still be friends. Yeah. They're both boys. So they're like frenemies for sure. Oh, absolutely. I I mean, (laughs) you had a brother growing up. (laughs) I mean. Yeah. (laughs) You have two brothers, so you for sure know what it's like. I do. Two older brothers. So I just... Oh, yeah. You're the baby. I am. I got picked on the whole time up until... But mostly by my middle brother, though. Um, and then my oldest brother just... That's picked, surprising to me, actually. I Not really. I mean, Alex always picked on Adam, and then Adam... Just shit rolls downhill. Like, it's... I know, but Adam just so nice. <laughs> You know Adam now. I know adult Adam. Yeah, I don't know mean child Adam. Mean child Adam. So Alex had, Alex being the oldest for those who don't know, had like a ton of attitude and like a chip on his shoulder, like growing up. Like, you know, whatever. Oldest brother, you know, oldest kid, whatever. Uh, He was an only child for like six years. Um, And then Adam came along and then Adam was just like a little hellion. Like that's how my second is a hellion for sure. Yeah. It just, I, I don't know where I fit in because I, I'm me. Like I just, you know, unless somebody told me, baby, yeah, I don't know about all that. So <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless somebody told me like how I was as a kid, like I would have no idea, but like Adam was a dick. Adam used to like sit on top of the rooftop in like, so we lived in like Rosemont, California and my brother used to sit on top of the roof and me and like my buddies would like walk home from the bus and um we lived in like a cul-de-sac which was kind of dope cuz like we lived in like a cul-de-sac that like you didn't know was a court until you like went around the corner so it was like a long entrance into the court so like we usually just got left alone uh in yeah. the, like back area but he used to sit on top of the roof with like a BB gun and he used to just like shoot me and my friends like as we were walking home. I'm like, what the? F- Stop shooting us! <laughs> so we'd have to, <laughs> so we'd have to like maneuver essentially, like to get in around this like big roundabout court into the house, and then he'd like still fuck with us when we were there. But he would do shit like that all the time, though. That was like a almost an everyday occurrence. 
I believe that having a second, like a son that's a second child, because he'll just, every you'll just, Francis will, uh, Harold will just be sitting there and Francis will go up and just smack him and walk away. And you're like, what? What was that for? Why? You know why. They're just assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I love bro- my children. It's brotherly love, though. I mean, it's only, it's <laughs> oh, only getting better. Call it? Yeah, well, you have to call it something. <laughs> Can't call it abuse. So, or maybe you okay. can. I don't know. Slightly, slightly abusive and mostly love. <laughs> mostly love. Mostly. Love. Mostly. Um, <laughs> so, six years ago, let's say like halfway through like your 12 year stint so far. Yeah. Uh, you had your firstborn. Yeah. Yeah. Did, uh, how was that? Anybody help out? Anybody from like, you know? so we were in California when I had my firstborn. So it was easy. Cause the drive sucks, but it's not a hard drive and it's an easy flight. So my parents came down. Um, that was an interesting time. Um, Travis had some struggles and so I thankfully was in California so I could go between my parents' house in Southern California whenever I needed to. Okay. Um, which is funny because when I was a single military wife, I always thought it was really bizarre when people would fly home and go stay with their families. And now you're like, like, you're married. Why would you leave where your house and your living is? But then once you're in it, you're like, oh, I get this now. Free it food. Free, in a weird way. Yeah, free daycare. Right, yeah. Well, especially, it's hard because we ha- had Francis in North Carolina and you're solo. Nobody was there. Mm. And that flight is not as quick and easy as the California flights. Yeah, okay. I get that. <clears throat> I deployed in 2015 and um, we're. I was living in Hawaii, me and Mike's wife my son uh and when i deployed ironically enough like they're um you've been to my parents house the they the first floor is like the second floor like you walk in on the second floor um yeah but the refrigerator that that's up there like in the main kitchen or whatever like had a water leak in the back it was just leaking it all over down. The, just all over the hardwood floor and just like destroyed like thousands of dollars worth of like hand carved wood from like whoever like built fun. the house, yeah, right. So my mom was like, "Well, <clears throat> I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna stay in Hawaii for about four or five months." And uh, she ended up moving out to um, Hawaii to help Dottie out with Harvey um, during that whole like transition from like you know that's a dream, right? So she just got to come out there and hang out for like four or five months. That's a dream for her and for Dottie, I'm sure. Oh yeah, I'm. There's well, I, as long as they got along. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they do. Uh, they actually have, like, a really, really good relationship. Like, and I, I think, which I, which I think is super important because, you know, kids, parents, yep. getting along with grandparents. Like, you just, you know. Uh, anyway, so, um, <laughs> yeah, I think because of that, like, their relationship, like, became what it is now. And, like, yeah. It's it's kind of hard to explain to people, but it's like, yo, she just left like my dad <laughs> to make like hot dogs. That's, that's <laughs> <so funny. laughs> uh, I love your parents. Yeah. They're hilarious. <laughs> they're they're, uh, they're still living in the same spot, but I do understand like going home and just like 
being like what is comfortable and what you know and stuff like that like get your parents yeah well and um depending on like living situations you can save a whole lot of money that way too if you are close enough yeah 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 even if you're not close enough so um we got super lucky when travis um got stationed from camp pendleton to camp lejeune he went on a deployment right away so um we got to file for me to stay in california making california bah and i stayed at my parents house so we were able to save a pretty penny that's like twenty three hundred dollars no yeah well, it was six years ago, so I think it was only nineteen or two thousand dollars a month. Somewhere around there. I think it only goes up yeah. by like thirty thirty to fifty dollars or something like that. Yeah. So that was that was nice. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And that makes sense. Like wherever you can save the money because the pay is not amazing unless you're on a combat deployment. And even still it's not that amazing. No, was his? Um, it's not taxable, so it does make it a little bit better. So his tax free though, did he have to be? If you don't know, you don't know. Uh, did he have to be in a combat zone every single day? Like for us, was weird because my first deployment. No, well, because he was in Afghanistan, so oh, he was it was a combat there. zone. Yeah. Okay, fair. Every day. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say because ours was prorated so like if we were in theater for like a day we would get a day of tax free but if we pulled out we wouldn't get any that, that's too much of a headache yeah <laughs> yeah no he was um in afghanistan the whole time so we made it the whole time and he's still around it's awesome yeah he did two combat deployments almost three and he survived them both and then um two little deployments oh, okay um what was that like for you? Okay, so actually, let me break that down a little bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a loaded question. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> what was that first deployment like for you? That first combat deployment? First combat deployment, he was um, was when he was in Japan and he was a junior Marine. So we were dating. So it wasn't as stressful, I guess, because I didn't. I didn't live the military life yet, so I had no idea. I was just like, okay, bye. And I get <laughs> <Have> phone <fun>. calls. <laughs> I get phone. I'm still here living my life as a normal person. Because it's so weird because military life and civilian life are way different, which sounds silly because it's all just life, but <laughs> your headspace is totally different you, depending you on where you're at. That's very true. And so for his first deployment, I was, I only knew civilian life. And so it was just like, okay, I got a phone call. Okay. Something happened. I won't hear from him for a couple of days, but I'm sure I'll hear from him. And I always heard from him. So I was never, I was still in La La Land. So I was never worried. His second combat deployment, I had moved, we were in North Carolina, um, and he was on a British FOB, a forward outbase. So it was him and then the Marines that he was with and that's it for us personnel. And so it was a little more lenient. He got to call all the time. And when the lines went down for river city, um, if somebody died in combat, he would message me from the British phones. So I knew he was okay and that I wouldn't hear from him for a while. Oh, so I got pretty lucky. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard for me because my friends 
whose husbands were on that deployment, they wouldn't hear from their husbands. One of my friends was in like this remote fob and they had nothing. And so she would hear from them maybe once a month. And I heard from Travis two times a week. And so I was like, yeah, no, I haven't heard from him either. I'm sure they're fine. Because I felt bad that I would always hear from Travis and she never heard from her husband. That's... That's uh, it's not <laughs> sketchy, but it's like that sucks for them. But like I knew everybody was okay, so there was nothing to tell. So I just, just played it off. I was good. I was a good friend. Um. So for those who don't know what River City is, it's a um, it's a control it's death in combat. It's a control of yeah. communication. So it's like, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's different tiers to it, like. Uh, usually when then like there's a major casualty or something like that, uh, it's like the highest tier of river city and like no communication gets out. Um, it's usually to stop like families from finding out about something that happened to a family member or, um, giving away a position of a unit or, um, the news <laughs> usually <Yeah>. about the news <laughs> um, to keep everything off the news and Facebook. <laughs> right. So if, I don't know if anybody has watched recently, uh, there was the, was it F 23 or F 35 that crashed uh, on the carrier and they leaked the crash footage basically on social media. <laughs> uh, so river city is, is designed to stop that. Obviously, they found some way around it, but um, social media, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, they probably got close enough to land, and they were like, "Oh, let's post this video, whatever." Yeah. Um. So that's what River City is for those who don't know. Makes it very difficult to keep, uh, not tabs, but keep in contact with loved ones, even via Facebook. They basically just shut down the internet services, phone services, everything. No email. Well, yeah, and then as a person home, you know that something's happened if there's no communication. And so then you're super stressed out until the lines go back up and your person can call you and be like, Hey, or email you and say, Hey, don't worry. I'm alive still. Right. So uh, on the other end of that, it sucks because like we'll send an email or a, like we used to have to load like Facebook messenger mobile. Cause so that way it would just be all text on the, the internet browser. Yeah. Um, but then you would have to wait. So you'd send an email and it would be like super descriptive, like, hey, baby, I miss you. Like, this is what we, you know, we've been up to. Like, chow sucks, whatever, you know, like the gauntlet of things that you normally get when you haven't talked to somebody. And then you have to wait because <laughs> time zone differences, <laughs> like you're not always like on your phone or on a computer or whatever. So it's like, uh, OK, you respond when you get it. And then we didn't always get to check our email or Facebook or whatever. So like we had to wait until like we got off watch. Well, that's like a six to eight hour, you know, depending on however long you're watching. And you're like, fuck dude, it could be like two days before you get a chance to like check your messages. I like that. We complain about the two days when before it was like messenger pigeon would send a letter. Hey, don't, (laughs) (laughs) don't knock my time frame. All right. I, I I love handwriting letters. I love letters. I think it's like a lost art. Kids don't know how to write anymore because nobody writes letters. or cursive i heard that's going away don't get me started they're starting (laughs) it back up i've heard i haven't heard anything about that but i'd I'd love to see well maybe you should move to california because i think we're starting it in california again (laughs) don't the kids still have to wear masks in school no thank you you sure about that i have a kindergartner he's in school right now with no mask okay that's good (laughs) um (laughs) realistically probably 100 percent. i will never be moving back to california yeah, 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 yeah. i know there's just nothing that like 
there's nothing there for me. Like, there's not. So I was actually thinking about that the other day when you're like, I'll never move back to California. You probably shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, there it is. The, the Andy, the Andy that people remember from California is not the Andy that people know now. It's not. I feel like it's not. Yeah. I, I so I'm I'm becoming a lot like my dad. I like space. I like my space, and uh, I don't live in a place where I have space. Um, yeah. No, I don't think there's much space in New York. Uh, not well. Okay. There's more in Long Island than there is like in the city. So I live about an yeah, hour. Yeah, the city has no space at all. None. Um, but then I keep, people keep talking about upstate, like the people I work with are like, Oh, you gotta go upstate. You gotta go upstate. I'm like, ah, all right. <laughs> so but isn't it still expensive? It, yes. Yes. And no, it's more manageable because it becomes like the state of New York. So it'd be like going to I'm trying to think of like a California comparison. Uh, it would be like going to Colfax more inland. Yeah. Like, yeah. so you go San Francisco, Sacramento, and then the next city over is, oh, like Placerville. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it'd be like going to Placerville and like getting like a little bit of land for, you know, a little bit more money. Like your money goes a little bit further, not far. Yeah. But like it goes a little no. bit further. Well, I think we live in two of the most expensive states, so I get what you're saying. Yes. And I can't even own a handgun here without filing a permit. <clears throat> I request for a permit. And that takes about a year. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't live in New York. So legally, I don't have any here. Oh, okay. Yep. I don't, I don't, have, any, good. I don't have any firearms. I, I believe that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Uh, California was great. I learned a lot, you know. I grew up there. So, you know, people that I met and the things that I did, like, were great. They were fantastic growing opportunities for something else. Yeah. It's the Andy that was here and the Andy that you are now. It's so good that you left because <laughs> you were not. Because we, you stopped working in bars and worked at the coffee shop and you still were going to bars. And I would have to call you at three o'clock in the afternoon to remind you to wake up to come to work. Yes. <laughs> that Andy wasn't changing, so <laughs> leaving is the only option you had. You know what's crazy is now I wake up at three o'clock if I can, um, not because like I'm hungover or be- I'm physically and mentally tired now <laughs> to the point where like <laughs> I just can't get up. The fact that you could sleep till three o'clock is I, not acceptable for no. me. <laughs> there, there's no way. Uh, anything past nine and. I'm, my eyes are wide awake. It doesn't matter if I have all the free time in the world. My son's not here, like banging on my chest. The dad, let me watch TV. Like you know, the, uh, nothing. It does not matter. Nine o'clock, my eyes are wide awake, or my wide open. I guess. I wish say. I could sleep. I'm the latest I sleep is eight, and that's if the kids are super exhausted and still asleep. Yeah. Uh, usually around eight eight thirty is when like Harvey wakes up. Uh, and he's just like, all right, let's go. Well, now he just does kind he of, wake up ready to go. He does. Um, Oof, no, thank you. So he wakes up ready to go if he's had enough sleep. But if if he's tired, I don't wake him up anymore. I used to wake him up like, you know, when I get up. But I'm like, fuck. Dude, no. if, if I wake up before you, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> like, because I, I don't know when the next opportunity that, you know, because I work Monday through Friday. And then now, yeah. now, starting Saturday, I'll be working Saturdays and Sundays. 
So Ooh. right. I don't know when that the sucks. next. Yeah, I don't know when the next opportunity that I'm going to get a chance to like just shut Hang off up. and just be like, all right, well, yeah. And then it's like twenty something degrees, so it's freezing cold here. So it's just yeah. Like, what do you guys do in twenty degrees? I feel like every time I'm asking what you guys are up to, it's like watching a movie, cleaning the playroom. It's twenty degrees again. <laughs> it's yeah. It it was sixty for like two days. It rained Sunday when I was dropping Harvey off at his mom's house. It started snowing. I'm like, what the? No. F-? I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> I have a living room full of boxes that are full of Bronco parts that I'm just like itching to get out there and do. And I was like, oh, cool. Monday, like Monday would be a great opportunity. It's a really slow day. Like you can get out there and, you know, start putting, you know, parts on car. And uh, no, no, that didn't happen. 22 degrees, 15 mile an hour winds. Yeah, no. See, and we're like, (laughs) I'm stressed out because it's, what is it, March right now? And we're at 80 degrees. So I'm terrified for summer of 120 degrees and everything burning on fire. I forgot what hot was until I went back to California in July. 109. Okay, but hot in California and hot in like Virginia, North Carolina are two different things. You're talking humidity. Yeah. Yeah. Where you I at? love the dry heat. I love too. I love too. I love it too. There we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love lamp. I love lamp. No, but it you can go outside and do stuff and you don't feel like yeah. you just got dipped in caramel. Like it just, it's fine. You go out there, you're like, fuck, it's hot, man. Just drink water. You'll be fine. You know, we played sports growing up. Like, come on. Where we're at in Northern California, well, where I'm at right now too, we're right by the the lake. So it's like, oh, it's hot. Okay, let's just jump in the lake. You in Granite Bay? No, I'm over in Orangevale. Okay. Yeah. You're like right by Folsom Lake then. Yeah. Our house is on the, like on the bike trails to get to the water. Hey, that's fun. Yeah, it is. Just being, you should try it sometime. Yeah, not, not in California. <laughs> uh, so, but that's nice, though, like to be able to go outside. Like I don't have I have like a little grass area, like in the back spot of like my apartment like area. And then like Harvey goes out there if it's nice outside and like we'll go hang out for a little bit. I'll time him while he like runs laps, but then he'll help me work on the Bronco. So it's like it's a nice trade off. I need more than that. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, well. We, so when we were in, we were super fortunate when we were in Southern California, we bought a condo and we got it for a good price in California. It was 265000 Not bad. And then when we were in North Carolina, we were able to buy a house there too. And we had an 1800 square foot house on a quarter acre lot. And that was 160000 That's crazy. Yeah. And then we had to move back to California. And all I wanted to do was miraculously be able to move our house from North Carolina to California because I knew we would not be able to afford that house in this state. Oh, not at all. Not yeah. at all. Um, my buddy is driving across country as we speak, moving to San Diego <laughs> from Virginia. Oh, how's the housing market down there for him? There is no housing. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> There's... There's no housing and there's no way. So I posted a, a thing on Facebook, um, on like my personal Facebook, uh, probably a couple weeks ago. Uh, you may have seen it. I don't know. It, I was basically asking like, hey, does anybody have like a good recommendation for, you know, San Diego area, Coronado area, um, mill pay with um, dependent BAH? And all I got was laughs. laughs. I did. Yeah. All I got was laughs. And I'm like, I get that. Like, I understand like the humor in it and stuff like that. Like, but all I'm... It's- all, 
humorous until it's you. And then you're in the oh shit stage of what are we doing? Right. But some of the posts on there were like, all right, realistically, and then it would like break it down, um, which I already knew. I, all I was really asking was like, hey, does anybody have like a line on anything that they like? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh, I'm living in San Diego. I own a home or I'm renting a home, but about to move. I'm about to move. Yeah. I have um, a friend who they were stationed at 29 Palms and they ended up just buying a fifth wheel and living mm. out of that for a while. And they have three kids. So that sounds awful to me. <laughs> but you do what you got to do. Because yeah, right. yeah, the housing markets right now, even for on base and off base, it's all shit there is no on base no everything's full yeah and there's i so the navy specifically because i know generally more about that even though the marines is kind of the department of the navy it's its own thing uh oh yeah but the pay system is very similar if not the same and they don't pay cola for san diego or southern california in any way shape or form but it's more expensive than like hawaii to live yeah it's way expensive so I'm like, how do you, how do you justify like giving cola for like another place that's also part of the United States, uh, but not in the highest, like highest. What, wait, what's cola? I don't know cola. Cost. <laughs> <laughs> wait, do you really not? No. Oh. Cost of living? Cost of living allowance. Oh, no. I don't, do we get that? No. I don't uh -uh. think we get that. Our BAH just goes up from state to state, but we don't get anything. Yeah, call is usually extra. for like call is usually for overseas. Uh, Hawaii is considered yeah. technically overseas, even though part of the United States. Well, you're going over a sea to get there, so it makes sense. <laughs> okay, technicality. <laughs> but when I first got to Hawaii, it was seven hundred dollars. So they would give you, I think it was an extra seven hundred dollars a month. Yeah, but you, oh, we need that in California, right? That's what I'm saying. Also in Hawaii, you need every dollar of that. it went down i think it was like 450 when i left um Ooh. right uh but it it went down so what happens is same thing with the housing cost uh people don't fill out the little surveys that get sent out and when they don't do that they don't have enough information because it only takes one or two people of 10 people to fill out uh, a survey to be like oh well no you're giving us plenty of money yeah. Or like, yeah, no, it only costs, you know, a thousand dollars to live in California. Huh. Right. But it only takes like one or two of those if nobody else fills out the the things where they're gonna review it and be like, Oh, okay, makes sense. And then they lower yeah. the amount of money that you get. That's how BH, uh, Cola and OHA, I think is the other one. Overseas housing allowance. Yeah, you're speaking foreign languages to me now. <laughs> I don't know Cola and OHA ha ha. Ah, ha. <laughs> <laughs> Oha is how we live stateside. <laughs> Oha is a uh, like if you go to Bahrain, they give you Oha, which is overseas housing allowance. So they give you a set amount of money, and then you go in and negotiate with a like a leasing agent. Like I want big screen TVs, I want a Cal King, I want this, I want that. that sounds like too much work for me. Right, but you can't go over the amount. So like yeah. if if it's twenty five hundred dollars, and the guy was like, all right, well. You know, you're a hundred dollars over. You have to make a sacrifice, or you have to be able to, uh, I guess, bargain for that hundred dollar yeah. difference, or pay them, whatever. That makes sense. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it's a it's a system that needs to be reviewed. Just just one of many. Yeah, one of many. What? 
there's lots of things that need to be reviewed. I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, like transitions from active duty to reserve that or active duty to civilian life that the whole process is atrocious. Yeah. Um, agreed. I still don't have medical benefits. I got yeah, don't get out uh, on an other than honorable. Cause those go away immediately. Right. But I got out with an honorable into the, and so I got out of active duty 12, 19, 21. So December 12th or December 19th last year. Uh, I got into the reserves 12, 20, 21. So the day after I was enlisted into the reserves, my reserve station didn't pick me up until March 3rd, which means that my temporary medical benefits that are good for 180 days never started because you have 90 oh. days to get accepted to whatever NOSC or whatever like command you're going to go to for the reserves. Um, so I'm missing out all my medical bills, all my son's medical bills that are adding up from, you know, December. I'm just hanging out, waiting. Just wait. Yeah, I keep mailing it back to TRICARE. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I'm not paying these. Um, so there was a, a, a clerical error on someone's part. Um, not sure who. Uh, I've spent all, almost three weeks now trying to get a hold of somebody in three different departments. Uh, not one phone well, call. Well, it's always like a runaround too. It's like, oh no, you're not supposed to call here. You're supposed to call there. Have you ever seen the Spider-Man meme where they're all pointing at each other? Yes. That's yep. what's happening. Yes. <laughs> like the Navy is saying Deers. Deers is saying the Navy. Transition office is saying Deers. It's like TRICARE is saying the Navy. Like, I, I don't it's, know. That's a headache. Getting yeah. out is a headache. I was listening to your podcast, Okay. Um, and you were talking to your friends about getting out of the military and I was having anxiety, like straight anxiety because Mm -hmm. I remember when we were, when Travis was getting out, just the paperwork, the runaround, you're getting out this day. You're not getting out that day. Oh, it's too much. It's too much. Too much. My last. That's like military for you because it's the same thing with deployments. You get a date. You're coming home this day at this time, and then two weeks later, you're still not home. Psych, you're getting I'm... extended. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got the steak and lobster. That's how we knew we were getting extended. Oh. You get steak and lobster. And like, well, saddle up. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think Travis ever got back from a deployment like within a few day window. It was always a week or two weeks or more. But is that he was actually in Italy when COVID hit? Oh, uh, so did he get put on like lock, not lock, quarantine? They were locked down. It was, oh, it was a mess. So they, I was so excited. It was his last deployment before his reenlistment package was going in. It was only a six month deployment where most of ours were like nine plus months. So I was like, this is going to be cake. It's going to be so easy. It was the worst deployment. I prefer <laughs> the combat deployments over that damn deployment. Eight months later. <laughs> yeah, it was. They were on lockdown. Nobody knew when they were coming home. Yeah. It was hell for them over there. It was hell. I was. So I had a new baby. And I was saying earlier, the deployment curse is real. Our heater went out. It snowed. My sink overflowed. My dishwasher went out like everything that could go wrong went wrong and then COVID hit and then his deployment got extended and extended and extended and I was like I can't I'm over this <laughs> send but, him home seriously um so when he was deployed I don't know how handy of a person Travis is but like when he was deployed did you have to like I don't want to say step up because that's kind of like a dick thing to say but like that is a super dick thing to say I'm the handy one thank you very much 
but you know but what I'm saying. Mowing the lawn, like, wearing a ba- baby wearing was not fun. That's that's what and, I mean. Like, yeah, you do everything. You, so I get what you're saying. Like traditionally, I was doing the male role because there's nobody else to do it. Right. So I was yeah doing all the things. But like yeah, in kind of a weird way, like like you said, you're like yeah mowing the lawn or whatever. You like strap up your boots and you just go do it. Like you've always been kind of that kind of person anyway, but. I'm pretty sure you YouTubed a few things. I'm, I, I can. Oh, what his first <laughs> deployment when we were in North Carolina, I had his car, or his Jeep, and I hadn't turned it on in long enough, and the battery was dead, dead. And I for sure YouTubed how to change a car battery. Hell yeah, YouTube is a I'm so dope. It's a one stop, a one stop savior. Like it's you can YouTube anything and then master life. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. I taught myself. A lot of things. Uh, you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know me. How many? You know how to do everything. <laughs> how many hobbies do I have? <laughs> I don't. I can't keep up with your hobbies. I can't it's either. Like you're rebuilding a car. You're rebuilding a Bronco. You're doing a podcast. You're YouTubing how to knit. Like you know how to do everything. At this <laughs> I point, I don't know about knitting. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I was doing like computer repair, and then I got a full time job. I got my kid. I got the Bronco. <laughs> Uh, I got... You were gaming for a while, too, and streaming that, yeah? I was, yeah. used to be on Twitch. I'll probably be back on Twitch um, shortly. I'm going to bring this show over there uh, and start doing some live stuff. Um, so I have to learn how to play video games for next time? No, 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 no. This forum that we're on right now, just going to be with, you know, cameras on Twitch. and like Oh, in, so you see each other? And, like, an interactive, like, forum, essentially. You don't remember yeah. ever going on Twitch, do you? <laughs> What? I remember you on, I went on Twitch one time because I was bored and you're like, come hang out with me and my friends. Yeah. Getting drunk playing video games. That's, that was Yeah, the but I wasn't drunk playing video games, so it was True. not as fun. That was the height of quarantine, though. Yeah. But then it got you old. You had to find things to keep yourself entertained and to also communicate with other human beings. Oh, yeah. It got old real quick, though, because you can only drink so many days in a row and before you're like, all right, I, I got to stop. See, this is what I'm saying. Old Andy could have drank his whole life away. I stopped drinking Jägermeister. Well, mainly Jägermeister. <laughs> oh, we've, we've Jäger moved. Red Bull was your, your go-to. It was. It was like the first three rounds at a bar were on me. They were always Jäger bombs. But it got everybody hyped. It either made you super sick or it made you like super crazy and hyped and like... I can't drink energy drinks because every time I smell it, I feel Jaeger in me. It's, it's, you can't do it. So good. I haven't. I have. I have PTSD from Jaeger Red Bulls. I just just love it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so gross. My what was it? My going away party. The Navy. Were you there for mm-hmm. that? Were, I was. You were there for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> you remember it was at my parents' house and like I think yeah, it, and you guys had a full on karaoke yeah, yeah situation. You and my brother and. Kenny. Yep, I still have the pictures. Um, some pictures. Some of them are on my um, MySpace account, which is still active. Oh, good lord! Is it really? It is, and all the pictures are there too. Um, oh. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but I was going through, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And like, I have a couple for, from like the karaoke and stuff. Uh, we are the champions. Is definitely the song that we're yeah. singing. Um, and then 
that same i think we had like 40 or 50 people there yeah it was a party it was definitely a lot of fun. we had four four handles of jaeger and a handle of gray goose and they were all gone by like 9 p.m i took a nap in your room i was like i'm out i gotta go it's too much yeah it, it was savage uh like people showed up that like i hadn't seen in forever and i was just like holy shit <laughs> And then the next morning, I had my interview for my security clearance. <laughs> oh, shit. It was at like nine o'clock or uh, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. It was that. Um, so like, fun yeah. story. I was out with you the night I met Travis, and you and my brother were drinking. You were drinking Jaeger, and Joe was drinking Patron. And I'm like ninety percent sure you each had a pint, like a pint glass, just with liquor, and then topped with a little bit of Red Bull. Yes. <laughs> that sounds accurate um yeah, yeah we were in Folsom right yeah it was the one and only time I went out in Folsom so for those of you who don't know I used to drag her brother out uh drinking every single weekend after we would close down no this was a week it was Tuesday whatever so we <laughs> we, cl- we closed I down I think you're trying to forget that every day was a weekend to you Monday was the only legitimate calm drinking day those days were usually like pool parties and like local stuff well like, yeah because there was locally there was like a schedule you went to sutter street on tuesdays mandango's on wednesdays something else on like there was a schedule and everybody sandbar. followed the schedule sandbar on thursdays oh yeah <laughs> uh it used to be something before sandbar aqua yeah i didn't go when it was aqua so sandbar i it. only dropped my cousin off there and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday was roulette. <laughs> it was just <laughs> pick a bar, pick a nightclub. Yeah. Sometimes we would go downtown, like to like the park mix. Mix. Yeah. Um, but I just remember I would drag Joe with me. We would close down Karina's cafe and we would just go to Folsom because it was like a, yep. it was like one road. You just went straight down the road, and then we would end up in Folsom, and then I would get your brother in trouble all the time. God, yeah. Okay, so that night started off. I picked up Kenny. You guys talked to me into going out, so I went home and changed and didn't smell like sandwiches and coffee. I had to pick up Kenny, and I took him to Taco Bell drive through <laughs> And I turn to ask him what he wants, and he, like, full-on tries to make out with me. And I was like, um what do you want to eat or we can go home now? Like what is going on? And the night ended with you and Joe in the back of my tiny clown car Yaris. And Kenny, you were telling a story. Kenny's getting fully undressed in the front seat, throwing his underwear and everything back. And I'm pretty sure I looked her back and you were wearing his underwear as a hat. (laughs) And then he got out of my car and danced naked in the middle of the road. That was your, that was our life then. That sounds like a typical. Yeah. That sounds that sounds That's about accurate. Tuesday yeah, night. That sounds like a pretty accurate Tuesday. <laughs> but the scary part was that oh. didn't, that didn't slow down for like oof, three years at least. It was like a solid two to three years where yeah. was, that was a consistent thing. And I'm like, uh, all right, <laughs> gotta go, gotta go. I was thinking about it yesterday, um, and we only have known each other in the flesh, like living in California together. For like two two years. Yeah, because that's crazy. Yeah, two thousand. Yeah, because I left October two thousand nine. That's when I left. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild, right? Lots happened since then. Uh, yeah, insane. What? So a lot's happened since then. Oh uh, yeah. God, like a I've whole. Had, I have kids. Yeah, like a whole lifetime has happened. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah, I've been married and divorced and have children. I mean, I've been divorced. You same, but times two. Yeah, I've been divorced twice. <laughs> it's 
it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Uh, insert insert totally meme fine. with the ever the room whole rooms on fire. <laughs> it's all fine. I remember when you came, you came home and got married and had the reception at your parents' house. Everybody was just confused. First marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody will. The second marriage made more sense. Every. <laughs> Everybody will remain confused for that first. <laughs> there will be no clarification whatsoever on that. My mom asked me all the time. Not, You're, oh God, I remember your mom at your reception. Confused? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, were, it was like Justice of the Peace, but it was like a little mini courtroom. It was like... They're very military of you. Very strip mall. <laughs> it was. It was in a strip mall in like... Citrus Heights, California, some shit. Didn't you guys go to like IHOP or Denny's or something afterwards too? No, we went to a, uh, oh God, it wasn't hibachi, was it? I have a picture, but I can't see like the other side of the table. So I don't know if it was like hibachi oh. or if it was like an Asian infusion. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, All I know is I went out to a concert that night. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, Where did you guys go? We went to, um, I think it's called like Ace of Spades now. Ace of Spades, yeah. But I think it was still Empire at the time. Like it could have been Ace of Spades. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, we, we went to go see um, like a metal band that I have no, I don't even remember who it was. I'm sure I could figure it out. but Oh, I'm sure. But yeah. Why? It's not that important. Right. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't go back there. <clears throat> right. And then we ended up bar hopping and then meeting up with like Kenny and like all of them. And then we met up with Adam and like. My boy Eric was at downtown. Like, we, I just ran into everybody. Like, we just went everywhere. And then I blacked out at some point. We ended up getting tacos. I lost my cell phone in the cab. And then, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it was a taco truck, too. And I remember we hopped out and I was like, hell yeah. And I was so excited. But my cell phone was like in between my legs, like on the. Oh, so you like jumped and it flew and it was never to be seen again. No. So, like, I have this habit where when I sit down, I take my phone and I slide it underneath my legs, like between my legs. So like if I get a message like I could, under your balls. Yeah, more or less. And that, that way I can see like if I get a message, it'll light up and I can just look down real quick. But for some reason, I was already to the point where I wasn't going to remember anything anyway. Um, And I, when I hopped out, I just completely forgot it. The cab driver like came back and I was like, yo, where's my phone? Whoever hopped in the cab next definitely stole my phone. Brand new phone. I think I had it for like two days. Um. <laughs> <laughs> great uh and then uh the next morning we we stayed at, ended up staying at a hotel and then the next morning i remember getting up and just having like you know when you have a hangover but you just you know life is just not gonna work out your way that day yeah yeah and then i was supposed to be back at my parents house to like meet and greet a whole bunch of people and i i think i just started drinking again just to try and fix the drinking problem from the day before <laughs> a little hair of the dog get you through the day yeah like that's what i think i was going for but i really should just no. went with water and caffeine that was <laughs> oh. a what a time to be alive man i don't yeah that that was a time one deployment got married yay me you had already gone on a deployment i feel like it was yeah so fast yeah, that first deployment came quick because as soon as I left, or as soon as I left boot camp, went to A school. A school went went home for like a you couple went straight to deployment after then, that. Yeah, and then straight into deployment, and then it was like, oh, cool, I got the first one knocked out. Uh, these aren't so bad. <laughs> how many did you do? Four. Okay, that's how many Travis did in twelve years, right? Uh, yes, but I did all four in under six years. Oh, and then there was just like 
a lull where it was like I went to a yard period and then I was supposed to deploy again uh, on the Preble for a second time, but I ended up getting taken off the ship and sent to mid-pack uh, when I was awaiting my transfer to go to the Naval Academy uh-huh. for an NCIS investigation. Oh. Yeah. What'd you do? Didn't do anything. That's the best part. Mm-hmm. Um. So... Uh, <laughs> No, and then the last uh, four years, I was, I was at the academy, so... Yeah, you were just there, hanging out. Just doing, doing God's work. <laughs> doing God's work. Doing God's work. But you were at the academy when I was in North Carolina. Yes. Um, yeah. The problem with the academy, and it has nothing to do with the academy, it's positioning-wise, I either went up north and saw my son, or I went south and saw everybody else. So it was like, yeah. you know, I'm always going to choose my kid, so it's, you know... It made Yeah, I don't seem, that yeah. it would have been so exhausting driving. I mean, it's your kids so you do anything, but oof. I don't Cuz how long is that drive? 4 hours? Us usually 4. Six? Usually 4. Uh sometimes it took 8. Um holidays suck. Um Oh, oof. bad weather. But at least you had a 96, so you got a whole extra day to drive. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh <laughs> We so we only got ninety sixes in the first um like first year I was there and then like after um Yeah, they cut back the ninety sixes and made them all seventy twos at some point. Yeah, we we had Captain Graham and he was rad and he uh he would just be like, Nope, ninety six and he um he, he would just give us ninety sixes like whenever there was no like major academic thing. Oh, if you don't have anything going on, why don't you get a head start on your weekend? Like it was just the coolest thing ever. And then we cut back to 72s and it was like, ah, an extra day is great for me. That's a day of driving. So it's like, yeah. Uh, and then driving back on Mondays was always the worst. Cause you don't get carpool lanes, HOVs and everybody. And their mom is trying to cross the Delaware Memorial. You're like, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Or the Bay Bridge. The Bay Bridge was the biggest hang-up. There was always construction. I think I picked up oh, 20 nails at least just driving through oh, there. God. There was always construction, always getting flat tires. I bent a rim. Uh, I remember I was driving home one time from New York back to Maryland. And as soon as like you get onto the turnpike from the George Washington, like you take this like roundabout loop-de-loop thing. And mm-hmm. the road is like super shitty because they were still, like, still working on it. And... I just remember dipping into a pothole and I was like, oh my gosh, I heard it. I heard it. And oh. then I, I just drove and then um, I made it probably like 20 or 30 miles. And then like my low tire light came on and I was like, yeah, I bent a rim. I'm almost, oh. I'm almost positive my wheel is bent. And uh, good thing you like working on cars. Yeah, right. I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like an unfixable thing. You just have to buy like a new wheel. And so um, I ended up stopping off, putting air in my tire, and then um, like making it all the way back to like Wawa, like in Maryland, or like, yeah, right before you cross uh, the Bay Bridge. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I'm like looking at my wheel. I'm like, it's not even that bad. And then like I run my finger along it, and you could just feel the whole wheel just oh, bend no. out. I'm like, yeah, I found the bend. All right. I still have the wheel. It's in my closet. <laughs> Why do you still have the wheel? <laughs> I, I hopes that you maybe moved it with you. <laughs> yeah, it hopes that one day maybe I can salvage it. I don't know. It's also okay. a really great story. No, it's not. But I think it's hilarious. No, uh, and, but you you have the story. You don't necessarily need the tire anymore. I know, but I like it. <laughs> and it sucks too because it's so. I have a blue car with white wheels, and they look so nice when they're clean. And this one's just dented. It's just, it's just. <laughs> The whole lip, the lip is just bowing out. <laughs> Sucks. 
but yeah, the drive's not that bad. Uh, every now and then, I would get stuck with like snowstorms and they didn't prep the road, and then it would just slow everybody down. Uh, I drove through snow, rain, storms, uh, you name it. Yeah, there were some times that you would drive, and I was like, "Can you just let me know that you made it alive?" Yeah, my <laughs> my mom my mom would always be like, "Hey, just." Just let me know when you get on the road and then let me know when you make it there. And then let me know if you stop. I'm like, all right, I'll just, I'll just share my location with you like the whole time. Thanks. Um, well, and then especially not being on the same coast or knowing, cause I feel like you see the news and you're like a huge storm hitting this state and everybody's like, oh my gosh, you're going to die. And you're like, it's not even near me. You're like, yeah, that's, so that's a five hour drive <laughs> away right. from in the opposite direction of where I'm going. Like even the last time I went to Virginia, no, okay. So not this last time I went to Virginia, the time before it, um, I drove down and like all the weather reports were like ice on the roads. It's going to be free. It was fine. There was like no ice on the road. I think it rained for like 10 minutes. When you drove back this last time with the Bronco though, wasn't there a store? Oh, it hit the day after you got home though. Right. Started the night of. Yeah. So as I got back and parked and then swapped into my other car to go get my son, because the Bronco, like, not 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 super safe (laughs) safe right now. You know, it's there. It's um, we do like small trips like around. We'll we'll go to Target. Uh, We took it this weekend and and went to like Michael's and got picture frames and, you know, just small seatbelts. What? It had functioning seatbelts. So you're solid. It does. Yeah, it has functioning seatbelts. Once we redid the brake line, it stops. Um it, it does really well on the freeway. Yeah, I mean, it does well on the freeway. It's just it needs a front end alignment, so it's you know a little whatever. Um, a little wonky, but you'll survive. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was definitely one of the scariest drives I've ever had in my entire life. Um, you could only go fifty. I think fifty five was the max you could go, because anything over fifty five, the bumps that you hit, like all the potholes and like divots, the whole on the thing road, shakes. No, you would just get pointed in a different direction. <laughs> turned you around right and so if you're <laughs> i think this the <laughs> speed limit on the turnpike was 65 so i'm in the right lane and like trucks are passing everybody's me. honking at you nobody likes you I, I could care less i was just chilling music blasting <laughs> and, and like it was so windy too so i was just getting blown all over the road i'm like i'm gonna fucking die in a bronco on the turnpike <laughs> also you can have a fun car to work on with your son yeah totally worth it <laughs> totally worth it it really it really it wouldn't was. have been if you died good thing you good thing you survived yeah there was only like one sketchy time in there where when i stopped for food like i grabbed something to eat and to take a piss uh on the turnpike um it was having idling issues like it was like dying and i was like oh okay we're doing this today so uh <laughs> so i got it like where i needed it to and i just like mashed on the gas and revved it up and then put it in reverse and then like it just drove <laughs> it just drove <laughs> like fuck it all right full send that's funny um but yeah it's definitely worth the investment and i oh yeah no i'm super jealous uh, yeah I, I i can't even i can't even thank john enough for the opportunity to be able to work at it he's probably like fuck it thank god it's like out of my hair I don't have to <laughs> get worry this about out it. of my house right but like i said i have a whole box of parts that are just like sitting waiting i have brakes like brake lines everything um i have what's that shit called the um what's that shit i'm so glad you know i've ordered so much stuff uh weather stripping <laughs> new speakers radio um i've got i just put maybe in- you should have like held off on the ordering things until the weather got better for you to actually work on the car so it was 80 degrees when i got to virginia to work on the car 
And then the next day we dropped it off uh, to get pads, rotors, uh, drums, and shoes done uh, and tires put on at the tire shop up the street from John's house. So that was gone for a whole day. The car wasn't ready <laughs> until the next day, uh, like afternoonish time frame. So by the time we got the car back, it was like overcast and 50. And I'm like, it's going <laughs> to get colder. And then it started raining. And then it was like, <laughs> so uh, I think I posted the picture on Instagram. Um, it's like me and John under a tarp, <laughs> like underneath the hood of the car. And we're just like putting a spring on the... Um, on the throttle cable <laughs> so it wouldn't get stuck that is one thing i don't miss about north carolina is that like it'll be sunshiny nice day and then torrential downpours i don't mind that oh well so we had the jeep there and in california we never had the top on the jeep in north carolina we never had the top off the jeep yeah i'm pretty excited I mean, we would but i'm pretty excited to take the top off the bronco yeah yeah uh, I am going to go find a boat shop, though. Like, somebody mentioned this, and I was like, oh, it's a really good idea. They can build a canopy. You know how, like, Jeeps have, like, the, the bikini top? Yeah. You can get a custom-made bikini for your Bronco. Yeah, just the top. Just, like, it basically just blocks the sun and rain. Like, all the sides are open and everything. It's dope. That's perfect. Yeah. I'm like, if you guys can keep it under, what's my budget, $25, that would be fantastic. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah. You'll get, you'll get a real small bikini. That's fine. I heard that's the latest <laughs> trend, I guess. Whatever. It totally is. Totally. All it has to do is cover the nipple. <laughs> what would be the nipple on a Bronco? <laughs> the seat. Your head. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> that's easy. Uh, but um, I am going to call it here for today. It was a wonderful opportunity to get you on the show and to tell us a little bit. It was bit. fun. I don't think we talked very much about military spouse life, but it was fun. It doesn't need to be a lot. Just enough. <laughs> It gives it opportunity for you to be able to come back on the show and elaborate on things that you're like, wait, I forgot to tell you guys about plunging toilets that are full of shit or something. I don't know. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. I mean, whatever. It doesn't have to be about <laughs> shit filled toilets, but no, I don't, I don't have any shit stories like you. Sorry. I still have oh, that's a lie. I probably do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Eh, every, I, everybody has shit stories. If you don't have shit stories, you're a liar or you just live you a haven't lived. life. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But like I said, Brianne, thank you for stopping by and uh, coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. All right. Well, until next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Keep It Moving podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at keepitmoving underscore podcast to keep up with the latest topics. 